Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode of the reality is as always it's newer and um before i get started (laughs) i said that i wasn't gonna come back until april after april 21st but um i haven't been fasting the last couple of days (laughs) so i have a little bit more energy um and you know maybe i missed talking to my brother a little bit oh buddy no yeah yuck um so we're back we're back just for a little bit i don't know how many episodes i'm gonna do this week but i will officially full scale be back after Eid on april 21st so we're gonna do a little episode today uh real welcome but real i have to tell you we are in the midst of a hilarious hilarious thing that's happening i would love to tell you about it please so you know netflix familiar with netflix i've heard of it yes okay familiar with love is blind i've told you about it sight unseen yes. Okay. Yes. So this year they were going to do their season four reunion live. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? Nobody knows why, but they were going to do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. And, and it was supposed to start at eight o'clock today. Okay. At yeah. this time, as we were recording, I look at the time it's eight 40. Okay. Yeah. Has not started. <laughs> Netflix is, has an error up. Like if you oh, go, no. yes, it's, amazing so what's great is you know when things like this happen twitter is incredible Mm -hmm. so first it said it's almost time the live event will start soon and that was at like 8 8 10 8 15 now it's changed to like uh, technical difficulties (laughs) working on it and so even now, like even Bravo, like Bravo tweeted, we would never keep you waiting for a reunion. <laughs> they had they have Watch What Happens Live that starts at nine o'clock. They said Watch What Happens Live will start promptly at nine p.m. today. <laughs> People are like, you better let us share passwords now. It's incredible. I'm so nice. I'm so happy to watch the downfall of a service that I give money to every year, <laughs> every month. So what excites you about this? Is it the fact that uh, something big is crashing? Is it like uh, watching like a car wreck? (laughs) It's like watching a car wreck, but like no one's getting hurt. Yeah. And also it's like so fun to go on the internet and like see everybody like kind of hilariously disgruntled rejoicing, but like also irritated about it. Because 
a lot of people, you know, they put their kids to bed early. It's a Sunday night. People are just wrapping up spring break. Like I know I did like 17 loads of laundry today. I wrapped all that up before 8 p.m. Because I was like, I have 8.30 minutes before we record. We can at least, I can at least catch some of this reunion. Yeah. But like Netflix screwed the pooch. I do too. Yeah, I think we get like a thrill out of something like that, especially because nobody's heard, right? I think the moment for me um, that I will always remember exactly where I was and thinking about that because you're like watching somebody, you're like, okay, somebody uh, backstage is having the worst moment of their life is the... (laughs) Is the uh, I remember when um, uh, Moonlight won the Oscar and they gave yes. it to La La Land? Yeah, I, I, like I just I just imagine everyone backstage like losing their minds. The guy who was handing the cards um, to them and he just fucked up. It just it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Even Warren Beatty that day was like, yeah. ooh, not my best <laughs> moment. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. So it's just really fun, and it's we're forty five minutes in almost, and no reunion. It's incredible. No I'm just so happy for stuff like this, and I just feel bad for whoever's going to get fired. I'm not going to lie, but also like Netflix, nobody can, like. Why would you make a Love Is Blind reunion live? Like, who cares yeah, about that? Because they wanted to make it an event, right? I mean, that's the reason why you were you were setting aside some time also to watch it. I mean, that's the reason why they did it. I was making, I made it appointment television for myself. Yeah, exactly, and and that's the thing that Netflix is. You know, when they first came out, that's the thing that they were getting ahead of, right? Because all of the episodes are available, so you don't have that week to week thing, and that was like a big thing. Oh, you don't have to wait for your content. Yeah, and now they're realizing that. No, you know, having to wait a week between content is actually a good thing because it gives people a chance to talk about what they've seen and build more anticipation and stuff like that. So they probably do more of this stuff in the future. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. But still hilarious. Hilarious. Um, It's so funny. But also it's like so funny because like this is just what happens, I guess, with like lately with technology. Like Apple does it every so often. Like they literally reinvent the wheel Mm -hmm. every few years. They're like our our phones were round. Then we made them square. And now we're going to make the round again. And Android's like I've I've developed so many new things on my phone. (laughs) I have so many new things. I've even – turned my flat screen phones into flip phones yeah and they're like hmm iphone like, I, I, yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, I have three cameras on the back of my phone and <laughs> android's like i'm gonna give you the phone for free and now, like i'm still gonna charge you a thousand dollars but yeah. what about the third camera <laughs> and now you are an uh you are an apple gal I am. You've been an Apple gal this entire time. I am uh, steadfastly an Android person mm-hmm. um, to the point where it's annoying um, yeah. because I will bring it up and then I will look down on the Apple people. Yes. Do you uh, at any point foresee yourself switching to Android? You know, it's better. It's better. Android is better. Um. Yes, but I am a um, a person who doesn't want to be mildly inconvenienced. So I feel like the like I've had so my iPhone I have had my icons on my iPhone in the same organization pattern now <laughs> for 12 years my fingers they have muscle memory that's like, true I can't, yeah I can't change that now and could I reorganize them in the exact same way on an Android certain probably even better 
Yeah. But I can't. I yeah, can't. who has the time except you? You have the time, but really, who has the time? <laughs> yeah. Like, Fad has two phones. One yeah. for work, one for personal, and neither of them are iPhones. Like he, he could make one an iPhone, but he's just like, no, yeah. I'm not good. He's, he's, you know, he could be a bit of a contrarian, that guy. <laughs> a contrarian. <laughs> yeah, a contrarian. <laughs> anyway, um, exciting times to be talking to you. Now, the other thing that Love is Blind is they're going to lose some viewers because oh. it's cutting into succession time, which is at oh, 9 o'clock. Yeah. So I would like to start off our conversation today. We did say on the podcast that we were going to do like weekly succession episodes and then I died. <laughs> and so I, um, by the way, I know you were at my house last night. Maybe this isn't safe for me to talk about on the podcast. Do you think I have COVID? I hope not. I, I mean, I'm relying on you on that because you were sick. You were violently sick. I was um, violently sick. Listen, the way that you described it, you said everything kind of converged at once. Uh, every orifice was either... Every orifice was... Let's was, not. Uh, <laughs> let's not. Okay? Let's not do that. But I'm just saying, it sounds like everything happened. So I, But I'm relying on you. I, I don't know what... I am... Uh, I don't think I, I got COVID at all. Uh, I'm sure I, I did. did. I think you did yeah. that one time. I think Maybe. you it like passed through you really quickly because every yeah. you had everybody in your house got it. Yeah, but I um uh, I I don't think I ever really I never tested positive for it. I'll say yeah, that. I've never tested but. positive for it either, and I have had a COVID scare once a fiscal quarter for <laughs> the entire three years, and uh, but the only thing is I do want to ask: Are your ears closing a COVID thing? I don't know. I don't like, think so. Like, why are so. my ears closing? Did, like, the elevation change of my house? What happened? I do not know. All I did uh, was laundry. Have you uh, put this into WebMD? Have you looked oh, up the no, symptoms? No, I can't. Mm -mm. No, that's not good for me. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you don't have COVID. We spent <laughs> a lot of time together yesterday. Yeah. Well, and our mother was at my house yes. for over 24 hours. Yes. And... Ye and then she I sent her back home to you. Yes. yes. <laughs> and now I have to deal with it. Fantastic. So, so that's that. All right. Well, anyway, um, let's get on with it. Let's talk about succession. So mm -hmm. spoiler alert, episode two and three. Um, episode two was spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Episode two was our last full Logan Roy episode. R.I.P. to uh Logan Roy. Yeah. L to the OG. L to the OG. <laughs> RIP to L to the OG. Um, the full episode. So I want to talk briefly about that episode because I do think that like it's something to think about now after we watched episode three. You're like, damn, that was your last full interaction with mm -hmm. all your kids. And apparently, I don't know who said it. Maybe um, Brian Cox said it or Jesse Armstrong said it at some point. I don't know where. Maybe it was an internet rumor. But they said that every episode this season is a day. Mm -hmm. yeah. A full day. Yeah. So I'm assuming that it well, we know because it was a rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Um, when they went to the karaoke place. The last thing he says to all of his kids together when they're all together is, I love you, but you're not serious people. Yeah. What a statement. Amazing. But it's, you know, I, I it, it's so true, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he does actually love them, right? But they're not serious people in terms of, 
you know, the position that they have in the world, the status yeah. that they have in the world, right? They're not serious people in, in the sense that they don't take that on responsibly. They think they do because yeah. they think that, you know, we are actually advancing the company where yeah. we are fully aware of everything, but they're really not. Mm-hmm. They don't recognize the fact that they don't, they don't recognize the privilege that they were given um, or, and, and, and they don't really kind of live uh, with it. Like they don't realize yeah. what, what, you know, what a leg up that they've had. And they just go off making these decisions um, just based on just petty family shit. Right. Yeah. So that's the reason why he's like, you're not serious people. And yeah, you know, between that and episode three, which is, you know, we'll get into episode three, but you know, I think um, the show kind of landed the themes that they were trying. I think that what the show has been about this entire time. Right. Like, yeah. It, it, you know, I don't look at Succession as a show about business because it's yeah. really never been about business. Also, because we don't, nobody understands it. Nobody understands it. it. It all happens very fast, and I don't think they want you to focus on that, right? I don't yeah. have any sort of like. There's no suspense to me um, in whether or not these very, very rich people are going to survive because, regardless of what happens, let's yeah. say if they completely fuck up in every single sense, it really doesn't matter because they're still going to be unbelievably wealthy so there really are no there really are no stakes there right the show's always been about the family the show's always been about i think the especially the logan roy character i think it's been about well what makes a successful person right yeah what makes a great person and i think the between episode two actually uh, episode one also because there's a scene in episode one that i've been thinking about a lot um i think they've landed the plane on that perfectly um you know episode three i don't know if you want to get into episode three yet or if you still want yeah to we have... can well was it the episode you said there's a scene in episode one mm-hmm. that was for that landed is it when he's in the diner it's when he's in the diner you know i think yeah. that is it it shows you essentially like how logan roy like what he thinks life is right yeah um because he's there he's there on his birthday and the only person that he can kind of drag to his birthday that he would actually want to interact with is his bodyguard. Yeah. Because that's really the only person. And it's not like the bodyguard really has a choice in the matter, mm-hmm. um, Colin. Although yeah. at the end of episode three, he's the only one that has like a reaction that looks like the type of reaction that when you love somebody, when you lose them, that that he was has, right? That was the saddest scene. Like, yeah. so we're just going to jump around. In episode three at the end, you know, like you have the kids kind of making their choices. Um, Kendall is not going to go on the plane to look at the body. Shiv and Roman start to and then Shiv just kind of beelines to Tom. And then Roman goes on the plane. And and there's a lot of like stuff happening, right? Like people are like even on the plane, everybody's sort of like taking their positions and doing what they do. Um, They're working because that's also what. Logan wants is like to be around the people who are constantly working for him. And the thing is, yeah. his kids don't work for him. So that's the thing. That's why he doesn't yeah. like his kids. But um, there's nobody who checks on. Is it Colin? Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Colin, the bodyguard, like no one checks on him. You know, they put uh, Carrie into a car. It's that shot of Carrie getting into a car and kind of Colin looking at the plane. And they, like, Colin just looks so sad. No one checks on him. No one says, I'm sorry. Like, that man lost his job, I think. Like, he was his bodyguard. And, like, no. Yeah, but to be fair, Colin is a monster. 
right? McCullen in in objectively is a monster. He's the one that covers up the dead kid um, uh, in season one. Oh my god, one, you're right. right. He's a terrible human being. And that's the thing, right? That's what makes it so good is like, okay, like I'm having all these emotions. I'm watching an old man die. I was like, why is he a monster? He's a nice guy. He's got a good job. He's a terrible person. That's what he does. He is Logan Roy's fixer. And in the end, that's the only person that Logan Roy can, Logan Roy calls him his best pal. Right, um, yeah. and so that's the reason why that's that 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 scene in the diner is so like it, it, I've been thinking about it a lot is because okay, so Logan Roy he dies in a certain way, yeah. none of his kids are there, right, and we can get into each of their last interactions with him mm-hmm. and how I think that you know it shows that he's a failure or whatever. But in that diner, Logan says, you know, what are people really if you think yeah. about it what are people yeah. and he looks at them he's i think he says something to the effect that they're essentially profit centers right yeah yeah you they're all markets yeah they're, they're all markets, markets. Yeah. they're all markets right and that's just how he looks at it so it doesn't just end with uh the people that he's selling to that's how he sees all people that's how he sees his kids that's the reason why his kids are such a big disappointment to him because I think he's just like, well, these are, I put all of this, I put all of these resources into this product and it hasn't worked out the way that I wanted it to. Right. So, you know, it, it shows you. And, 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 and I think what the show, I think that's kind of a commentary that the show is making. Right. Which is like, okay, you can live your life this way. And you can be massively successful. You can be, you can have a big impact on the world, but is that a life that you want? Which yeah. is the best thing that's about this, about this show. Um, I started watching Succession at the same time that, have you seen Billions? I, you know, I saw the exactly. one episode. So I think they started around the same time and I was watching mm-hmm. Billions at the same time. And the, and the thing that stuck out to me is, you know, they're both about extremely wealthy people. Billions mm-hmm. loves the fact that they're rich. Like he, yeah. it just loves the fact that oh, we get to watch rich people do rich activities. Everybody in Succession, all these rich people do rich activities. Also, you can see like where the comfort is and all this other stuff, right? But then I ask myself, would I want to trade places with somebody like Kendall? Would I mm-hmm. want to trade places with somebody like uh, I, with any of them, right? And yeah. I don't think I really would um, because. You can't just trade places with a person and go into it with like the exact same thoughts and everything that you have right now, right? Like mm-hmm. I would be like, yes, I would be, I would love to be as rich as Kendall, but if I had that wealth, I would act more responsibly, right? That's what I would think. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would have the foresight to be responsible because yeah. if I'm raised in that environment, then I'm only going to think a certain way. Yeah. Um, so, you know. I love the show, man. I love the. I love so it much. so much. Okay, let's talk about um, your reaction mm-hmm. when it all started to go down. Were you more of a Roman in that you were like, "This isn't real," or were you more of a Shiv in that you were crying your face off? <laughs> <laughs> that scene, man. I think you know. I've been obviously. I think that scene is the biggest thing about. That episode, I think mm-hmm. it's probably the thing that I'm going to think about the most when I think about the show also, because, you know, we've watched a lot of TV. We watch a lot of movies and stuff like that. I think we've seen, you know, shocking deaths, a lot of mm-hmm. shocking deaths, but we've never seen a scene like that. I don't remember yeah. seeing a scene like that because, like, usually when a shocking death happens, 
you you see it and you react to it and it's like two to three minutes and then we're kind of let off the hook as an audience you're just like okay well that person is dead that character is dead now we move on to the next thing and this one we just stuck with it just stuck with it and we just watched it all happen and then I was mostly like Shiv in the sense where she's just like, is he dead or is he not dead? Like, what is the situation right now? Yeah. It's just the chaos of everything that, that, you know, Um, between the two, I think I would hope I would maybe react like uh, uh, um, Roman uh, because I think Roman is the one that is the most, uh, I think he obviously loves his dad the most and he's like, like the most nakedly, uh, you know, needy like of his dad. nakedly needy right he, yeah. and he's just like this is I, but they're all like that yeah right? he's just he's just more upfront with it um but there is a part in it where i really um connected with kendall actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um not in his reaction or anything like that but that walk that he makes to tell shiv right yeah i've had moments in my life where i've had to kind of make that walk yeah. Um, and to like look at somebody who doesn't know the bad news that I have to deliver to them that yeah. is going to essentially shake their world because that, that yeah. is what it is, right? Yeah. And just seeing that, it was like triggering. It was like exciting. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it was just, yeah. I was like, holy shit, right? I, and, yeah. and I don't know if I've ever seen something like that before. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I think um, it was like different pieces of them you also like, you know, you watch something like that. First of all, I agree with you about like how we watch shows and like where we've seen death. We actually never saw his death. And I think that that's really like a cool thing that they did because I do think that like on television, death is sort of like, like the glory, you're like, it's we're like a little bit desensitized to the death itself. Mm-hmm. Like, we watched Game of Thrones. Like, everybody on HBO has watched Game of Thrones, right? Like, we've all watched these things. Like, we've – even, like, White Lotus. Like, we watched we watch Jennifer um, – Coolidge. Coolidge fall to her death. Like, we <laughs> watch these things, right? And we're like, okay, well, that means they're done, right? And, yeah. like, I think that there was – I don't think that we get to, like, watch the grief, people grieving yeah. – yeah. Or taking in information because I do think that that is like the worst part of death, right? Yeah. The person who's died is gone. Yeah. But the people that are dealing with it, that's the like, that's the hardest part of mm-hmm. dealing with a death. And I think that the fact that we got to like, it was like nonstop. It was like a, it was a single shot, which yeah, you know I, I love. <laughs> it was like practically a single shot because they obviously yeah. had to cut back and forth with like the phones. But yeah, apparently it was a single shot, that whole yeah, thing. The- they shot that entire thing. I mean, at the very least, it's all real time, right? And I think yes. it's just it's just like one take that they that they did it all in. Yeah. And so like just to be able to like sit in that space and like the anxiety of it, like I yeah. it was just incredible. Um, you know, there's something really like poetic about the fact that like this man dies and these kids, their relationship with their father is such that like he their last moments with him is Mm -hmm. him speaking them speaking to him and him probably not listening like that's very much like and then it's the three of them get a chance to talk to him he doesn't he's he's probably not listening and they don't even give connor the chance to speak (laughs) 
which like again is like very much their relationship with their dad and so i just uh god i i started watching it i did so i did go on i made the mistake of going on twitter just like you know again i have muscle memory on my face (laughs) (laughs) The icon for Twitter has always been there. So I just tapped on it and I did see one person say, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. And I was like, oh no. And then I shut it off. So I knew something crazy was happening on Succession. I was like, oh fuck. And then you did text me and you said, listen, the episode is triggering. So like just in case. I was like, okay, fine. Um, So then I was like prepared to some degree. Mm -hmm. But then um, Sarah, what's her name? Sarah? Snook. Snook? Yeah. I love her so much. She's incredible. She's incredible. Her acting in that scene just took like the life out of me. And then she, <laughs> she was so good. I, I was like, oh my God, like she's a daddy. And I was like crying. I had to pause it and collect myself and then continue watching. But Kendall, right? Kendall does this thing, which even though he's not the big brother, Connor is mm-hmm. the big brother, but Kendall yeah. takes the position of a big brother. He does this thing that like, I feel like, you know, we joke about our brother being like Kendall all the time, but like there is this thing he does, right? Where he's like, let me talk to the pilot. Yeah. And, like the pilot's not going to do it. He's like, get me the best airplane medicine or airplane doctor or whatever. Like he's just saying things. Yeah. And it's this thing that you do when you're in that situation because you don't have any control. So yeah. you just, you're like, I have to do a thing. So I'm going to yeah. do a thing. And and one of these things is going to get done and it's the most I can do. So then he calls his assistant and he like, he's like, yeah, he's like, get me the best like airplane medicine or air, yeah. best heart doctors and all this stuff, right? He's like doing all these things and he says he's like, he does the thing. And then he hangs up and you have that shot of him like on the top of the yacht looking out and he's yeah. like, okay. And then he just starts crying. And it's yeah. just, they're all so good. Um, uh, uh, Kieran Culkin, that scene where like Connor, they're all in that room and Connor comes in and he kind of just collapses and kind of yeah. like grabs Connor's arm, which like, again, it's so realistic also because Roman has this like, you know quirky like moving around about him already like he's such an awkward person that that makes sense that that would be his reaction Mm -hmm. i just i loved it i love that he in the beginning of the episode he tries to fire jerry and then he expects to have some sort of like a sympathetic moment with her after he tells her in the firing that we're going to shove as much money down your mouth as possible to keep you quiet about the genitalia texting. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's so fucking bananas, but it's like, exa- it, every single person reacted the way that I believe like their character would. And that's why succession is such a good show. Yeah. And, and you oh, know, the- oh, wait, one more thing down to Tom making it very known and being very, very much like, is he coming from a place of care? Of course, because that Siobhan is still his wife, right? Shiv mm-hmm. is his wife. And those are his brothers-in-law. Of course, he's coming from a place of care to be like, I have to let them know. We have to loop the kids in. We ha- They have to have this moment. But even Tom is like, everybody needs to know that I was there in his last moments of his yeah. life. So yeah. every single person is behaving exactly the way that the characters that we've gotten to know over four years would behave. And I love that. The you know as that scene was going on because I had no idea what was going to be happening like I went into it I think I watched it probably an hour after it started yeah. and I, I you know I wasn't online or anything like that so as I as I was slowly realizing what was happening you know when that first phone call comes and you just think well he's sick I don't think they're going to kill him here right and yeah. then it slowly dawns on you that 
the climax of the show, like what the show has been building about uh, up to, like it's called succession for a reason, right? It started yeah. off with what looked like could be a succession moment right yeah. there because yeah. the first episode he has a stroke or something like that. And yeah. you're like, Oh, this, that's what the show is about. But it, that's not what the show has been about. The show has been about the relationships. And as I was watching that scene, like that big scene the thing that you realize is, I am watching all of the characters that I want to watch in this moment. I want to watch the kids' reactions. I want to watch how Kendall reacts. I want to watch how uh, Roman and Shiv react. But also Tom. I want to know what Tom, what, how Tom reacts yeah. in this moment, right? And, and you know, it's weird. Like I don't know how you uh, how you uh, call a, a show satisfying, right? Like it's giving me everything that I'm looking for. In that scene, I kind of got everything that I've been wanting from the show this entire time, because I got to see how the how how they react, right? I got to see and like the acting, like everybody, like you know, uh, Sarah Snook had like some of like the biggest moments. Those are the yeah. ones that are going to stick out to me the most. But it's not like everybody in that scene was perfect, like pitch perfect completely. Yeah, you know. Um, the thing about Tom that I remember is, um, you know, when Shiv is on the phone and she asks Tom, like, is he alive? Is he breathing? Um, and he says in that moment, he's like, uh, I don't know, sweetheart, or something like that. Right. And yeah. just the way that he says sweetheart. Like, or like I honey. Think, yeah, yeah. Or honey, something like that. Yeah. It is 100% genuine, I think. I think he really wants to comfort this person who used to be his spouse, but they're on the way out. Yeah. And, but then you think about, well you know, just seeing how we got to this moment, right? Like who, yeah. like all these relationships that we've seen, Tom was essentially Shiv's plus one for yeah. like the first two seasons, right? Yeah. But at the end of it, like, you know, when, by, by, by the time that this happens, he is the son, he is a child that Logan wanted all along. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was this, uh, there's a, uh, I remember last season, there was that episode when uh, Logan went piss mad. Yeah. As they call it. Yeah. Um, there's a season. There's a scene when uh, Tom helps him out. Yeah, um, in the bathroom. And, yeah, in the bathroom, and he says, "Thank you, son." So I think yeah. Logan starts to like, you know, associate him as like as a, as a person that he wants to be with. So just thinking about how all these people are in the position that they're in when the biggest thing that's supposed to happen on the show happens, right? Yeah. It's just, it was so awesome, man. Like, so good. Uh, and then I think about like, you know. Um, the moments that I think you mentioned it, you know, the, their last interaction with their dad, not the one in the karaoke bar, but on the phone, right? And yeah, you think about Kendall, the thing that he says on the phone to his dad as he's dying is, I can't forgive you. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't forgive you, yeah. which is like, you know, what are you gonna yeah. say? Like, that is, yeah. I, 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 you know, yeah, and yeah. then even Shiv, she's like, it can't happen right now, not now. Because yeah, I think to right her, yeah. you can't go right now. Because to her, she didn't get a chance to defeat him because yeah. he is an obstacle that she, she has to defeat, right? While also being actively sad about the fact that she's losing her dad, yeah, right? Yeah. And then, you know, the one person that I was actually happy for was Connor. Like, Connor, in a sense, got a chance to... He, he broke his curse. Like, he yes. broke the curse that was on him. And, you know, the other thing about Connor is, and I think they included this, I think they included this scene for a reason, which is, you know, when he's, like, freaking out about the cake. And yeah, they call the, it the loony cake. The loony right? cake, yeah. Yeah, and then you think back about, like, 
you know, how Logan treats people, right? Yeah. And you, you think about, well, why hasn't he ever given Connor the same sort of attention that he gave to the other kids? And if you think about, you know, if he looks at people as product, yep. he's probably looking as Connor as a product of a bad, like, you know, he, his mom Of a was, woman who lost her mind. Of exactly. a hysterical woman, yeah. So yeah. essentially, Connor is bad product. So he isn't yeah. worth Logan's time. Right. Ugh, and that God. is so you know what fucking good for Connor. You know, I'm so happy. I was okay, so happy for Connor. The moment that was like the most romantic moment of mm-hmm. him and Willa getting married. Even the conversation he has with Willa where he's yeah. like, "Are you with me for the money?" And she's so honest. She's like, "The money is nice. It makes yeah. me feel safe." <laughs> but I'm not going away. I'm not running away, at least not right now. Yeah. I think I I love Connor and Willa so much because We've talked about this before, how like there is such a transactional relationship in all of these people. And they and mm-hmm. the frustrating thing is that they act like it's not like yeah. Tom and Shiv. There is a transaction between them, even if there is love, because when you are that wealthy, that's just what happens. Yeah. Like all these people have very conditional relationships with their significant others. Connor and Willa, like Willa is an actual, you know, she's a pay a high end escort. And yeah. She is a sex worker and Mm -hmm. everybody knows it and Connor knows it. And so there's like a, there's an honesty and like a truth to it that actually is probably very liberating. So for Connor to have a very honest conversation with Willa, it's lovely. Like even the night before in the rehearsal, when he comes back to his house and she's there and they like get into bed together and they kind of snuggle, it's like the antithesis antithesis of the scene that you had the episode before of Shiv and Tom laying in bed together, not even looking at each other because yeah. they they don't have that honesty. They don't have that truth between each yeah. other. So I I was so happy for Connor. And I love that he was like, he didn't even like me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, curses has been lifted. I fucking yeah. love it for Connor. No, I've been, um, I was actually talking to, I, I don't want to go off on a side tangent, but uh, I know somebody who's single um, who is actively in like these sorts of relationships, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. sugar baby type of uh, relationship. Oh. Oh. And, you know, you can look at it like, you know, having a conversation with him and he's just like, you know, there's truth to it. Like, you know, I would have to spend money. Yes. There's, uh, you know, the status. Where I'm just, I'm just cutting the bullshit out of it. Right. Yeah. Now as somebody, I, I, you know, I, I think I'm still kind of a romantic at heart or whatever it is. Right. Because we've okay. been fucking conditioned by Indian movies our entire life. Right. Yeah. I understand it, but I, that's not something that I want in my life. Right. Yeah. Because I just, whatever, but to see something like Connor, like what, like this is the best case scenario for Connor. The best. Awesome. Yeah. Just, just, so oh. good. Um, and what other thoughts do you have? Because I don't want to. Oh, sorry, we could probably go into more detail when we finally come back with an actual succession episode. I don't know when yeah. that'll be, but um, do you have any other thoughts about it before we go on to our next topic? Um, just that, uh, and I think we already kind of touched on it, but you know, in terms of like landing the plane, and in terms of what the theme of the episode is, I think they did that kind of in a perfect way, which is again, Logan Roy is a great man. He is a great man to the rest of the world, right? But he, mm-hmm. is he actually great or is he a failed person, right? There's a scene at the end when um, uh, Roman shows his cell phone to Kendall and it shows like how the market dropped yeah. when yeah. Logan Roy died, right? So, yeah. and he's like, see that? That's dad right there. Yeah. 
in terms of the outer world, right, that is a remarkable life that this person has lived, that their death kind of wipes out so much money in the market, right? Yeah. But it's also the guy who was uh, who chose to go to a business meeting instead of attending his son's wedding and yes. to be with the kids and everything like that, right? Yeah. So it's just, yeah. I think that's basically what the what the theme of the show has been all along. Um, yeah. But, uh, and, and I think they just, they showed it so well. Yeah. I got a question for you, actually, one, one question. What is it? Um, and I think th- this is what I was thinking about Roman in terms of his reaction to everything mm-hmm. like that. Like that. Mm-hmm. He's obviously sad. He's obviously, he's been the one who's always been daddy's boy. But then you also see why that is, right? Remember when he was recording that happy birthday message for his dad? Yeah. And Logan heard it and he was like, I never took you for a, uh, the derogatory F word, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, this is who, no wonder Roman is fucked up, right? Yeah. And I was yeah, thinking yeah. about that when he comes in and he asks Jerry to basically comfort him in that mm-hmm. sense, right? And then I was also thinking, is that a sexual request that Roman is making? And mm-hmm. I don't know. Because everything that I have seen about Roman up to now, that is a sexual request in certain ways because he is screwed up in that. And I'd say screwed up, but I don't want to kink shame or anything like that. But, you know, I don't, I don't have comfort in if Jerry had actually given in and given him a hug in that moment, would that turn Roman on? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, I think Roman's kink is being abused by an older woman type. So in theory, the way that Jerry reacted that is, was the thing that he's looking for. That was probably a thing that he would be, but I guess I guess ignoring him is worse, right? Because it's like yeah. uh, you know, kids act out sometimes to get attention from their parents. Even parents yelling at their kids is attention what that kids want. Mm-hmm. So you know, Roman wants the bad attention, even if it is attention. I think the worst thing yeah. for Roman is to be ignored, and yeah. so or like to be forgotten. And I think that's true for all of them. But I think yeah. that. Um, yeah, I think that's an interesting thought. I didn't think about that. Hmm. Well, um, let's wrap up this episode before um, it's too late for us to watch Succession tonight. But um, okay, you introduced a topic. You texted me about it. Yeah. It was about this Moroccan soccer player. Moroccan soccer player, yes. Okay, tell me. Why don't you tell me the story? And then uh, I don't. Uh, I will have to look up his name again because I don't know exactly how. Is it to... Hakimi? Hakimi, yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. he's a big, you know, he was the biggest star. He was the best player in the Moroccan soccer team, which uh, make that made that surprise run in the World Cup. But anyways, yeah. that's not that's not important. He's, he's a, a footballer. Very, yeah, he's a footballer, and he I think he plays for PSG, which is uh, Paris okay. Saint Germain. Um, he got married in 2020 um, to a lady. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And they were married for three years and the lady decided that she wanted a divorce mm-hmm. and she went into court um, asking for more than half of his assets. I don't know if they have kids or not. They um, have two kids. Yes, go on. And, and what she found out was that he has essentially been putting all of his wealth under his mother's name this mm-hmm. entire time. Mm-hmm. So the money that she thought that she was going to be getting, she will not because she is not divorcing the mom. She's divorcing the son who essentially doesn't have any real assets to his name. And this has been shared in every uh, sports related 
uh, male group that I have, mm-hmm. and we can't stop cheering about it. We love oh, this story. I'm we so love- excited to hear that you're. You know what, Rio? That's so great to hear your point of view because I can't wait to make you feel like shit. Okay, let oh, me read no. the Instagram post. The post is: Footballer Ashraf Hakimi's wife filed for divorce and demanded mm-hmm. half of his property. Uh, oh, my phone. Uh, however, she was informed by the court that her millionaire husband owns nothing. All his property is registered under his mother's name. Hakimi receives 1 million euros from PSG Monthly. However, 80% of this amount is deposited into his mother, Mrs. Fatima's account. What he a has sweetheart. No, he has no property, cars, houses, jewelry, or even clothes in his name. Anytime he wants anything, he asks his mother, who then buys it for him. And Adorable. there's, of course, accompanying with it pictures of the mother wearing hijab, kissing him on the cheek. Oh, my yeah. God. How lo- and everybody's like, yeah, this bitch, she's 12 years older than him. They've yeah, been married for like three years. Fuck this lady. Over here, guess what? Okay, what, you want to know up, something else about Hashif Hakimi? Do you I know. Is, really is it? He's been accused of raping a 24-year-old lady in his home in Paris on February 25th while his wife and children were on holiday. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what happened just, with that case? Um, it's under investigation. It's ongoing. Yes. Um, it just happened like two months ago. So relax. Now, the other thing is everybody's like, Everybody's like, yeah, fuck this lady. She just married him to try to divorce him. He fucking raped somebody while he allegedly, while his wife, don't reheal, don't, don't, don't. He he allegedly raped somebody. He had sex with a 24-year-old girl in his home where Mm -hmm. his children and wife live while they were out. Okay? So if this lady wants to divorce him, Mm -hmm. okay, and file for divorce in whatever way she needs to and get whatever money she needs to to raise their two children who are one and three years old, yeah. then she is very much in her right to. This this whole, this whole Instagram post being posted around Raheel, it's fucking PR. This is what happens. He is a man who is very wealthy, okay? And he's also a man with a, obviously a very problematic situation that he's under, right? The fact that the internet somehow picked up this story and started passing it around. And not a lot of people know about the rape story is obviously the internet doing the internet thing where we only share stories. Like this is how PR happens. This is how stories get passed. This is how stuff gets hidden in the news is because viral posts of him kissing his mom or whatever and this stuff and like a bunch of dude bro accounts start sharing it. And then people don't even know the actual truth. I mean, that's like, that's how this like Andrew Tate piece of shit started getting so popular. Like everybody <laughs> ignores the actual problematic past or problematic situations of these dudes. And because of these memes, like because they get so go so viral. I will say this. Listen, I don't want to take that part. Like, I, I wasn't going to be bringing that part of it up, right? The 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 alleged, and I want to underline alleged because that stuff came out a while ago because he's a big sports person, right? So, like, it's been out there. It's also been out there that he has completely, you know, denied it and all those other stuff okay. and all those other things, right? As a person, as as, as somebody who has been learning about this stuff over the last 10 years. I think my my personal stance is that you always tend you you should always believe the woman mm-hmm. unless you have been given a reason not to, right? So yes, I I do believe 
I, I would wait for whatever the process is for it to be figured out, to be figured out, right? When we are sharing that news, when we are sharing that that thing, it's not, we're not, of course, we're not looking at that stuff, right? It, because even if you are saying that that happened a month and a half ago or whatever, right? He's been putting shit in his mom's name for the last 10 years, right? So, you know, it's not like he just moved everything into his mom's name. He was looking for a way to protect his assets even before he was married to this lady, right? Even before anything else that happened. So that's the part that that the men are kind of cheering. Because, of course, listen, man, nobody's going to be like, oh, yes, he he raped somebody and we should cheer for that person. Of course, we're not going to be, be like okay. that. that. All we're looking at is this story about a couple and uh, and how we were cheering that on then that you know that's kind of what we were limiting our view to so we weren't you know obviously we weren't thinking about everything else i hope everybody feels like absolute trash about it because you're cheering listen i don't give a fuck listen okay great you put assets in your mom's name congratulations but just because you're nice to your mom doesn't mean you're actually a good person to women Uh Absolutely. It, 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 that doesn't mean one, you know, one thing or the other, of course, but if that story wasn't there, right? And I know it's tough to imagine something that wasn't there that you know about that is so triggering, that is so serious, right? Let's say if that news wasn't there, how would your reaction be, right? I think that's, that's the mindset that you have to think about when you hear about the guy's cheering this essentially okay, cheering I know this but that's the, the thing right men get to men mm-hmm. get to live in a world where they don't have to think about the triggering stuff because it doesn't mm-hmm. actually impact them the, the the thing that they're happiest about is like woohoo this man got to be married <laughs> to a lady and then he got to make a bunch of money and then he got to give a fuck you to her he gave a fuck you to her when he cheated on her allegedly uh, right like allegedly he, right right but for a woman to decide to divorce this man after three years, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it, it's got, I don't think that people just wake up one morning and decide they're going to divorce their husband. Okay. Like, especially if you've got two little kids, right? I don't think, and this is again, from the perspective of a woman, men get to be lucky enough to say, I don't have to think about the other stuff because mm-hmm. I can just focus on this one part of the story for women. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. Like my mind just doesn't work that way. I don't get to just shut my brain off and say, let me just think about what a good business idea this was because it's still, you're still a piece of shit. Like yeah. you're still a garbage human. So yeah. allegedly, yeah. but probably. Alleged. Alleged. No, do you- <laughs> No. Listen, I get to have an opinion about it. Absolutely. You I'm know what? saying I'm sprinkling this with allegedly's, but I'm also saying probably. Well, so I will uh, I think my 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 the responsible thing for me to do at that at this point when it comes to that part of the story is to not comment on it and to just say that I believe the woman, right? But I wasn't thinking about that <laughs> obviously. That. And I was obviously just thinking about the union of these two people you fucking first of all you trapped me into this thing <laughs> clapped it up you let me you led me down this path in the last this. in the last 10 days of ramadan i will point out i've been sitting on it since you sent that like you were like we should talk about it. i was like oh i can't fucking wait to talk about it i was so excited i was like Such wow i didn't bullshit honestly probably why i decided to record today i was like oh, oh, i feel great I migraine's know. gone yeah my migraine's <laughs> gone i might have covid but who cares let me see the team um uh, boy well speaking of shitty men and divorce oh, 
Um, what was that thing that you already used? I mean, article. Yeah, anyway. we don't have to talk about it. It was a Rupert Murdoch thing. Oh, yeah. He well, broke up with Jerry. First of all, okay, very succession. He broke up with Jerry Hall in an 11 word email. I mean, uh, incredible. Rupee. Also, we talked about this on our last episode that you and I did together where he got engaged, called off his engagement. I know. <laughs> you know what? Let's go into this Jerry Hall thing. Okay. Are you are you uh, upset? Are you like, oh, what a piece of shit for breaking up with Jerry Hall in an 11-word email? What is your reaction to that? Uh, I mean, you know, you if you you uh if you jump into a, a toilet, imagine you're going to get some shit on you. Like exactly. I don't know what else to say about that, you like, know. She married an 86-year-old corpse basically, right? She married an 86-year-old monster, like a known yeah. monster corpse, like a yeah. like a truly a bad guy. Like even yeah. like you know, um on succession, like Carrie being having to be told that her audition tape wasn't good from fucking Greg. <laughs> like that's embarrassing. Yeah. That's embarrassing for her to be like sequestered to the back room of the private jet and like not involved in any of the communications because she's having a fucking freak out. Like that's yeah. What else did you think was going to happen here? Like, yeah, do you not exactly. know where you are? You know, yeah. it's like Netflix. What did you think was going to happen? Your live, <laughs> your live stream wasn't going to work. You're not a live broadcasting company. Yeah. You know, you mm-hmm. got to look at your own stripes. Okay, yeah. if you're a zebra, you're a zebra. You're a cheetah, you're a cheetah. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, um, we want to wrap up this episode so we can sure. go and watch Succession now. You, you got some Ramadan thoughts? How's the the last five days for you? Well, the last five days haven't been so great because well, well I mean, the last five days to look forward to. Oh, the last five days to look forward to. Okay, yeah, we're not doing sap hour. Okay, um, <laughs> next. The next five days, so we've got actually we've only got four four fasts left, right? Four Monday, Tuesday, left, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. So for a lot of people that will be listening, yeah, it doesn't matter what time you're listening. Listen, <laughs> what, I'm going to be fucking starving regardless of when you're listening. <laughs> okay, um, I have a plan tomorrow to mm-hmm. wake up um, at uh, before the sun rises and eat and then stay up, and then uh, the only reason I'm doing that is because. Uh, my husband is working from home all week, and so there's like a, a good amount of my mental load that will be shared with another person. So yeah. I will be able to just focus on going to work, like getting ready and going to work and then staying at work and then coming home and like taking a nap and then breaking my fast. So yeah. I don't have that other extra load of like doing stuff with the kids. Yeah. So I think I'm hoping that I can do the next four days. I have a slight headache from my ears being closed again. Don't know what that is. Um, but I I can't believe we're already here. Last four yeah. days. It's been um, overall, I think this has been one of my most successful Ramadans mm-hmm. uh, as an adult. Um, I think that I, I went into it with uh, uh, more preparation than I have in the past. And when I say more preparation, it's just mental, right? Yeah. Um, where I was just like, well, I know this thing is happening. I know it's going to be a challenge, which I always know. Uh, but usually the first week is just murder for me. Uh, and this year it really wasn't. This year it's yeah. been good. So I'm grateful for that. Um, and yeah, you know, next year I'm, I'm uh, 
kind of looking forward to it. Well, not looking forward to it, but I'm not worried about it. The anxiety isn't there. I'm not looking oh, like 11 months Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so I think that one thing that I've decided to do, because I had a couple of really bad days um, when I started fasting again, um, it was really hard for me. And I think a thing that I have started to tell myself is that um, take it by like 15, 20 minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. If you can do it for the next 15, 20 minutes, do it. But if at some point you decide this is just not conducive to what I need to accomplish right now, then just break your fast. And so in that regard, I will say this is the first year where I've, I still have guilt about it. I just don't have as much guilt about it and anxiety about it as I had in the past. So that's Mm -hmm. good. But, um, but I am still worried about it coming around again in a year. Uh, no, I think, and you know, I think I, I didn't have to go through that actively the way that you had to, but I think that's probably the thing that like the switch mentally that probably helped me the most is just like, okay, realize why you're doing the thing that you're doing. And if you can't do it, it's okay. Um, you know, as kids, we are, you know, I, I don't think it's just Islam. I think all religions, I think kind of bank on shame as yep. being uh, a motivator, right? Yep. Um, and it's just kind of letting go of that shame and looking at things analytically that kind of makes things easier for you, which yeah. is like, yes, my intention is there. And if I'm not able to do it, that doesn't negate my intention. You know, I actively tried and I'm going to try again. I'm going to try like you're going to try these next four days, right? Yeah. Um, and that's all that matters. I think I, I, at least that is the type of higher being that I'd like to pray to who understands that because he made me or they made me. They this made way, you. Right? Yes. Yeah. I'm Thank sorry. You. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, on that note, I think that we can wrap this up. Uh, I'll be back maybe later this week to talk about all of the things that I've been catching up on Bravo and Peacock. And uh, I'm going to go watch the session now. Okay, bye. Bye.